What's up, quit bitching nation? Welcome to episode nine. You're in for another badass show. Who we got on the show today is Bullet Gurkha, who originally I reached out to him to get on the show because he was on um, Naked and Afraid, the 40-day challenge, the XL challenge. And really quick into the interview, you'll see why I wanted him on the show. But to be honest, the 40-day challenge is a small part of what this man has done. He's definitely quit bitching nation all day long. So sit back and relax, uh, listen to the, um, the show. And again, if you like our clothing line, you can find us at www.quitbitching.com. Are we good? Hey, what's up, man? Man, this is my first podcast, so I apologize. I'm, I'm, li- I'm, it's still a learning curve, so nah, I'm worry. good. Don't worry about it, man. Happy to have you on the show. Um, before we get going, I'm going to tell people a little bit about um, how I found you, and uh, you know, we'll take it from there. But um, okay. Uh, first off, this is Bullen. He was on the show um, XL um, Naked and Afraid. And those of you who don't know what Naked and Afraid is, it's one of me and my family's favorite shows. Um, they drop off. Typically, they do 21 days. Um, they do. They drop off two people, usually a man and a woman. They get naked. They get one or two survival items, and they could be in the middle of Africa, the jungle, the rainforest. I've seen some up in uh, Alaska. And they're forced to um, survive. Uh, some make it, some don't. One could tap out and or quit, and the other one could stay. So a couple months ago, I started watching Naked and Afraid XL. And you can correct me and tell me more about it when we get going. But what I saw was it was 40 days. And they put how – many, how many did they start off with on the show in, in the, the very first day? Uh, the first day is 12 people. Okay, so they had 12 people. And were you paired up with one person to start? Um, they do it differently. One season, they started with the entire 12 people getting at the same time. Uh, the, one, the season I was in, season six, what they did is they insert me with one person. And towards the end of the first day, another person joined us. So we were in a four groups of three people. Got you. And then what you can do is um, it was called the banish. So someone in the group could banish another person in the group and then you don't get kicked off, but you just you just go your separate ways, correct? Well, okay. The, the, the banishment was a complete uh, different thing they did this year and it came from the left field. Uh, the, majority, the, the idea behind it, the people who've been living in this land for millions of years, sure. they get rid of the weak link that drag down the rest of the people. So if the majority of the group says, you know what, you're the weak link, we don't want to carry you, you go somewhere. We don't care where you go. It's gotcha. your problem at that point. And also... You can say, you know what, this group is not for me, and I will self-banish myself. Screw you people. I'm out. <laughs> yep, we'll get to that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Bullet was dropped off in South Africa, correct? Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah, it was insane. And you, I'll get to why um, he was by far mine, my family, and my company's uh, favorite character ever. Man, I have watched so many marathons. I have seen almost every show and I was like, oh, certain things that you did and said, I'm like, I have to get a hold of you and get you on the show. Um, <laughs> it was, I mean, I'll get to that. So anyway, let's, let's, let's talk about you. So tell them, um, 
tell the listeners where I'm originally from Turkey. I uh, I was born, raised there, all the way till I was 20 years old, and um, there was something about the mentality that didn't sit well with me. How the people think. So I said, you know what? And I had a couple of I worked with NATO, and I knew a couple of friends from the States and I said, the state looked like a better place to be. in, as far as me fitting in, I mean, it, if they take you and drop you in the middle of Russia, where everybody's almost communist, you feel like fish out of water. And that's how I felt. I, uh, it was a feeling that I didn't belong there. So I said, okay, age of 20, I grabbed my uh, backpack, Grabbed my balls, basically. That's all I had. Came to the States all by myself. Spoke half of the language. And um, from there, <laughs> I became a pilot. Joined the United States Army. Went to Operation Enduring Freedom in 2001. 2001. 2003, I went to war. We were the sixth unit on the ground. Wow. That, that was all another experience, yeah. From there, I became a border patrol agent, and from there, I went to Customs and Border Protection. And ironically, the immigrant from another country becomes an immigration officer. That 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 was kind of uh, funny. Yeah, <laughs> sure, definitely. Wow, yeah. And and I also did some research on you. I mean, your your life has been interesting. You, I'd said uh, I read somewhere that you started uh, hunting at four years old. Is that correct? Okay, uh, we don't call hunting, surviving, fishing. We just call that we don't have any food. We need to go find some food. Gotcha. So <laughs> me and my sister, we would go to the pier. We lived by uh, Mediterranean Sea. So we would go to the pier, dive, because the pier legs have muscles on them. Muscles have to have something to hang on to so they won't drift in the current. We will go dive and get the muscles we will go collect wood start a fire the of course this is a third world country so there's all construction at all times at every place sure. they would have five gallon paint buckets that they're metal they will cut the top of it and just throw it away and we will go grab that throw it on top of the fire and throw the muscles on top when the muscles are cooked they will open it up and we had lunch we call that lunch. We didn't call it surviving or hunting or gathering, none of that, because we were hungry. Make, you had to make things happen. Definitely. Wow. Yeah. And then, and then, you, and then you had um, your first job at six, right? Yes, sir. I, uh, everybody works back home. They don't call it a child labor. They call it the family doesn't make enough money. If you want to eat, you're going to go get your ass to work. That's how they, that's how they call it. <laughs> So you've been surviving pretty much your whole life, you know what I mean? Whether it's there, it's over and over in the war. And then you were also was it is it true you were in the Turkish Air Force before you came to the US? I what happened was after the middle school, you compete with I would say somewhere between twenty to twenty five thousand students to get into a military high school. Okay. Sure. Military high school is not military high school here. Military high school is what feeds West Point and Air Force Academy. Air okay. Force Academy and West Point in Turkey do not take civilians. Only from the high school they go. So you start shooting at the age of 14. My first assault rifle, G3, that was HNK, was taller than me. 
So you start learning how to be a soldier at the age of 14. From there, I completed the high school, went to the Air Force, did their trials. I flew solo. That was one of the requirements. Then I said, you know what? Uh, I think it's time to go. And yeah. I just grabbed everything and went. Unreal. Uh, un- I mean, I think everyone already knows why I was. I had to get a hold of you for the, uh, to get you <laughs> on this show. I mean, my God. And I, I'm learning some of this stuff. Obviously, you're telling me more details. I've been doing my research on you. And I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, un- unreal. So, like you said, you came to the States. And I know you, you definitely, and along the line, you got a couple degrees too, right? I um... – so I'm a Border Patrol agent. The year is 2006. Yes, I got out of the Army December of 2003, started to go to University of Texas at El Paso as an exercise scientist in Border Patrol because the background took about three years or so because I'm from a different country. Understandably, it was a lot longer. They called me. I went to the academy, graduated, became a Border Patrol agent, and then I looked at where I want to go with life, and everything I wanted to do required a bachelor's degree. I was only 20 credit hours away. That's normally a year's worth of studies. That's eight classes. So I said, you know what? I can just resign, finish it, come back. So I resigned. I finished the 20 credit hours, eight classes in one semester. Wow. Graduated with honors. My GPA was 3.55. Uh, reapplied again for the customs and border uh, customs and border border patrol. In the meantime, because I know it's gonna take longer, so I said, "Why am I gonna sit on my ass? I'll go get my master's." I went to Northwestern State and got my master's degree in health and human performance. Graduated with honors with that. That was three point five two. And the day I, of graduation, I think it was the May 7th or something like that, the customs called before the, before the Border Patrol. They said, we'll give you El Paso City because El Paso City and El Paso Sector is two different things. I was super happy. I was living in El Paso. I had a house in El Paso. I said, I'll take it. So I did about eight and a half years as a CBP officer in El Paso. I caught so many drugs, so many illegal activities, traffickers, smugglers, anything you can imagine. But it is El Paso, they call it the Sun City. It is an oven. It's over 100 degrees for three months straight. You wake up with the coldest part of the day at 88 degrees. And you work at times 16-hour days outside. So I said, you know what, I'm getting old. I'm getting old and I'm getting bitchy. So I'm just going to get a transfer to Northern border, which I transferred in 2016 to Washington with customs. Everything was good. I did my first challenge in Columbia where my lower back gave up on me because I'm half of my body is gone from the army. Sure. So I said, you know what? The you have so much time in your hands during the challenge because of the heat wave or whatever you're doing. You have downtime. I reprioritized my life. And I said, you know what? I make a ton of money. I literally made a lot more money than I could spend in customs. But I was buying the shit I don't need. 
it was accumulating so many stuff. I mean, I had things on boxes that I bought without opening them, the box would have sit there for six months because I was trying to make myself happy sure. with, with the objects. And then I realized, you know what? The problem is not, I don't have enough things. The problem is I'm not happy with my life. So I'm going to quit fucking bitching. Sure. I quit the job. And since then I've been happy ever. I literally catch myself watching TV and laughing, which hasn't happened in years. I'm sure. like, wow, life is actually good when you stop bitching and sure. get up and something about it. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. I mean, what a, I mean, this mess, definitely um, interesting story. So let's let's I mean, it, it seems like your whole life almost prepared you for the 40 day challenge, because I mean, I was and don't get me wrong. I know it was extremely hard, but I'm going to be honest with you. You made it look easy. Like you were on a whole nother level. Not that, we'll get to how the other people made it through. And if people don't know, some people tap out, they quit. Some people get med- medically tapped out. So let's let's talk about what made you decide. I know you you did other challenges. What made you decide to get um, to do the forty day? And how do you how did you go about getting selected for that? Um, okay. So the twenty one day challenge. I'm going to go from all the way to the sure. ground zero. Perfect. Uh, me and my ex watched the show. We liked the show. So I asked my ex, I said, you think it will be a good idea if I put him for it? She looked at me and she said, why would I want you with another naked woman in the jungle? I'm like, okay, then. As soon as she became ex, I put him for a show. They liked my <laughs> personality. <laughs> I I flew into LA for the final interview. You get the interview with the executive producer, and there's a camera there. The network watches your interview. Uh, so so I did the interview. I'm flying back. As soon as I landed, I get a, a message on my phone. They said they said call me back immediately. So I call them back. They want you back in LA. I said, Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I, those six hours went through two TSAs to get here. Well, they want they liked you, they want to give you your shots. And I said, Sweetheart, can you find this any way that I can get the shots somewhere else? So after a couple of hours, me staying at the airport, I literally stayed there because I didn't know if they're gonna make me go back. So they said, Okay, we can make the shots happen in Seattle, which I had to drive four hours each way. I was happy to do it. Uh that happened and um it literally gave me prospect. Uh, they called me back again after my lower back quit for this redemption episode. They said, do you want to do it? I literally took a step back and thought, you know, is it worth it? Would it do me anything? And the, 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 all of those questions come back to me as, well, you fucking failed. You can sit there and bitch about it, or you can just actually get up and do something about it and correct it. So I went and did the redemption. It sucked beyond belief. <laughs> we didn't have anything to eat for 18 days straight. Because Where was this one at, the redemption? This one was Yucatan, Mexico. Okay. I believe it was Yucatan or very close to it. And the, the location we are in is where the Hispaniards came from south and this is the most north they could go because the jungle was so unforgiven they could not pass the jungle and that we are in that freaking jungle 
it was relentless. Yeah. It, it taught me it, one of those nights, the, the filming crew leaves before dark and they put the um, night vision stuff and stuff. So we are still under surveillance of the cameras. It started raining. It rained for 15 or 14 freaking hours until the next morning. Wow cold it's wet it's muddy and you are right next to a river a flood uh what do they call it a flash flood will take ass and you're gone okay so at that moment i'm i'm looking at myself shivering we are literally because fire is out there is no fire that can last that long with that much amount of rain sure so i'm like huh I just survived 10 minutes of this shit. So 10 more minutes. At one point, the wind picked up one more fucking minute. It went down to every 10 seconds. (laughs) But what that taught me is it is making me realize how much shit I can take in life. Sure. And the more I learn how much I can take, the more aggressive I get to see if I can push it. If it is... if. so Mexico episode happened. I know I can take 14, 15 hours. And they called me for Excel. You don't apply for Excel. They, you, they handpick you for Excel. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Because out of all the people who went through a 21-day challenge, I would say maybe 10% makes it to Excel. Out of that 10%, only 2% finishes Excel. Excel is unreal. 40 so, days, yeah. I looked at it as I can make myself better. And before the insertion in Excel, you go through interviews in front of the camera and they, they ask you, so what is your motivation at doing it and who are you trying to impress? I said, I don't give a shit what fucking people think. I don't do things because I'm trying to impress anybody. I Really, I have departments. Department who gives a fuck what you think, yeah. right? <laughs> I do this to better myself, to learn about myself, to to become a better man, better survivalist, um, better father, better boyfriend, better husband, whatever, than what I was yesterday. And they all looked at me like, I was talking French, apparently nobody ever went into challenges with that mentality. And that's my mentality. I don't care what people think because I'm going to be a complete asshole in somebody's book, regardless how good I am. And I'm going to be a complete fucking hero in somebody else's book, regardless how badly I treat people. It, because I put myself in front of the TV, people's perception is going to be different. I mean, if we are sitting facing each other on a table, I draw a six on the table. I see a six, you see a nine because I, it, it's upside down. Does sure. that make you wrong? Does that make me wrong? No. Life is a perception. So my perception is I can get put myself into a situation where I can come out as a better person, a better survivalist, whatever, push my limits to the, the point that I can't take it anymore, and then to see if I can hang in there 10 more fucking minutes. And that was the mentality to go in. And my mentality was if I can't do a challenge alone, I shouldn't be in it. The simple fact that you get in with people, I mean, you see other people get into an Excel and saying, 
oh yeah, this is this is hell. Nobody should be here alone. Sure. It, to me, if you're thinking you can't do it alone, there are a couple of things. One, you are not sure of yourself. Two, you haven't studied the environment. Three, your your abilities and your experiences, whatever you bring to the table, is not good enough for that location at that time frame. You shouldn't be there. That's how I look at it. And I said, you know what? My mentality is if I have to, I'll do this shit alone. Fuck it. Let's go. And, and that's exactly what you did. And what the people don't know is that have, if you haven't seen this, most of the people, like I saw a couple of people, you know, join different tribes. And how many mm-hmm. of the 40 nights, how many did you do alone? 30. That's what I thought. Yeah, it, it was. I'm, I think everyone listening now knows exactly why I chose you. I definitely <laughs> know. And I'm the type that was watching it that was cheering for you. And like fuck the other guys, you know what I mean? And it, it, it was. I'm trying to paint the picture. Um, you know, of, uh, we'll get into some of the things you did, but your your personality that you're, you're showing now is exactly what you show in the show. You know what I mean? It's exactly, exactly um, how it all went down. And I, I saw you had a few little arguments, and cu- I saw the one guy. Uh, he wouldn't let you use your use his bow. Remember? Remember the? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So and- so Bullet shows up. I'll let you tell the story. He shows up to another guy that was um, – he was searching for somebody or something like that, and you wanted to share his his bow, and then, you know, tell, tell us what happened there. Okay, so um, my water source is com- almost completely dried, okay? Yep. I had to move to a new – without water, I was drinking – three gallons of mud a day and it wasn't enough it's literally mud you boil the mud drink it and dump the literally dirt out of it and it was drying it was 125 degrees sure so without water you're dead i had to move so i go to another cast member who is alone i said hey dude you know i'm doing this alone he said he wants to be alone i said great you know we'll be apart from each other but at least if we need help I can run to him. He can run to me, blah, blah. And he had a bow. I went to the challenge, inside uh, the insertion with a bow. Uh, one of the cast members said, I want the fucking bow when she was leaving. And I said, <laughs> take the bow. Take the bow because you're going to take away my headache, the one that you're giving me. Just take it and go. I was okay with it. <laughs> I did it without the bow. It would have been a lot nicer if I had it. So... When I went to the guy who had a bow and I said, dude, whenever you are not hunting, let's share the bow. So, you know, the bow will be at a hunt at all times. And he said, no, I don't want to share it. I said, okay, I don't argue. I'm a, I've been in law enforcement for 10 years, federal law enforcement. Our job is to de-escalate at all times. So I'm not going to sit there and argue with a guy why he doesn't want to share his bow whatever he's been down there over 20 days he hasn't eaten for a long time so the the second day i'm there i got two terrapin yep i don't know what a terrapin was so tortoise lives on 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 land turtle lives on the sea terrapin lives on both i didn't know i'm like yeah it's a weird ass animal so i got two terrapins one of them was full of eggs it had 25 eggs in them and i'm like jesus christ so i'm like shoving it down to my throat yeah. and on the other side of the camp the other member cast member saying huh 
it, this Africa is so brutal. It makes you imagine things. I smell barbecue. Yeah. It was terrible. I was cooking at that point. But you know, you've been here that long, and all you, what I tell people is, you can't get a tunnel vision. I'm a hunter. I can only hunt, and if I can't hunt, I'll die. That's sure. what he tell it was and me i'm like okay i can't hunt so what is there i can do to provide for myself adapt and overcome one of the greatest things i learned in the army um adapt and overcome what i have what i can use and improvise yeah. i got the friends in the day two and i was great <laughs> you know and I, I was alone i what people don't see is I'm a, you have to have a fire entire day long because I didn't have a fire starter. Sure. So my fire go all day, every day, in 125 degree weather. You have to find the wood for this sandwich for 24 hour operation. And at night, you don't just throw a log and then go to sleep. I woke up every 40 to 30 minutes to feed that fire because the fire's light keeps the predators away. Yep. For oh, yeah. Three nights by myself, I woke up every 30 to 40 minutes, feed the fire, went back to sleep. But I was determined, I am going to finish this unless somebody's chewing on my ass and I'm missing a leg. Yeah, just tell them about the, I mean, there, there's all types of African animals. I mean, hippos, uh, rhinos, tight lions, I mean, all types of stuff, you know, snakes. I, at all times... I saw hyena tracks within 20 yards around my boma at all times. They were, they were circling me around, but because I kept the fire up, they couldn't get close. Sure. So, thank God I was, I had the equipment to keep feeding that fire because the mentality, get your ass up or somebody going to start chewing on your ass. You know, that's a great motivator right there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, and then coincidentally, what about a day or two later that okay so what happened is uh, i don't know we, when you get tunnel vision and when i first met him he had that thousand yard stare yeah. for the people who had never been in the army or doesn't know what that is it's a stare basically you stare him with no cognitive ability you your brain does not function you staring at something without knowing what you're looking at so you're in La La Land at that point. So he was there already. So at 11 o'clock, where all my physical activities ceased at 10 a.m. because that's already hot as hell. Sure. At 11 o'clock, he said he was going to go hunting. I said, okay, you do what you do. I'm not going to stop you. I'm, I'm on whatever. That's your business. So three hours later, he comes back. He asks for water. And I gave him water. He said, dude, you just saved my life. Because 125 degree weather, he didn't have any water with him. He's under the sun for three fucking hours. I mean, talking about a heat-related injury, he was there already. Sure. And uh, one of the things after the, sh the, the after the extraction, they they put you in front of a camera and they start interviewing the things that happened. And they asked me, so how how are how are you becoming a better man? with this experience. And I said, I am standing on top of a guy that I just gave water. He's literally dying and I feel absolutely nothing. Sure, sure. I stood 
I should go home and work on that. Empathy is great. It's quality that we all should have. And I didn't have any for that particular position or the situation I was in. I should become a better man and create that empathy in me. And the, the produ producer looked at my face like, wow. I said, yeah, everything is a learning experience. You learn about the area, you learn about your skills, you learn about yourself. And if you're smart enough, you get you take that learned experiences and use it to make yourself something better rather than sit there and bitch and point their fingers why you failed. Exactly. Agreed. hundred percent. A hundred percent. Tell us about the, um, the name uh, barehanded killer. <laughs> so, um, I'm in my first location. There's a little pond looking mud puddle. Okay. Yep. And there is fish in it. We caught fish before it was about five, six inches. As a matter of fact, my partner who's vegetarian caught that. And I, and I looked at the camera and I said, imagine that a vegetarian catching fish. That's great. <laughs> yep, yep. I remember that. So I'm fishing in fishing line was set by somebody else before me. And something come came and ripped the line. I'm like, okay, this person probably didn't tie this fucking hook right. That's why it went off. So I hooked it up. Same thing. He came and ripped it. I mean, this is an 18 to 20 pound line. Sure. We're talking about force. It's pulling this craziness. I'm like, okay, it's either this line is shit or whatever is in that water is fucking huge. Sure. Um, okay. Improvise. What I, what can I do? I said, I'll double the line. If it is a 18-pound line, it'll be a 36-pound line. That will give me some more of a buffer. So I doubled the line, tied it on a stick. I'm holding the stick. This some bitch pulls the stick. The stick breaks in my hand. The line goes into the water. I said, what the fuck just happened? That some bitch either had to be an alligator or a fucking whale, right? So I said, <laughs> Fuck you. I'm jumping in the water. I'm going to get you. After three hours trying to find the, um, the line, I did catch the fish and threw it to the, to the, the side. But it's catfish. Catfish can walk miles, right? Yep. Literally, it's, it's freaky how they walk. So my knife is on the other side of the pond. I know if I leave that some bitch got to go back into the water. I'm like, no way in fucking hell. You get, you're not getting away from me. And it is a 35 pound catfish. Sure. That's how it was breaking my 18 pound line. And I'm like, where, where, where? There's nothing. So I said, okay, I'll just punch him in the fucking head. Because if I try to kick him, I might slip. My lower back is already not good, so it's limited. I'll punch him in the head. Bam! Punched him in the head to learn that the catfish has as thick skull as humans. I almost broke my fucking knuckles on that son bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, it hurt like a motherfucker, but I did kill the son bitch with my hands. Uh, the day before that, I caught a rabbit. I saw a rabbit. I knew he would, there was something off with the rabbit. So I just ran after him, throw things at him. He, I kid cornered him in a, in a, like a foxhole. And I went in there, got him and start, I didn't, because I'm inside the bush. I don't have range of motion. I couldn't get my knife out of my uh, bag 
And I'm like, what are we going to do? This dude is about to turn around and fucking bite me. So I just start giving him blows to his head and kill the rabbit that way. So from there, I got stuck as the barehanded killer because I pretty much killed everything with my hands. Yep, yep. I remember all that. Yeah, that was great. I remember, I remember the fish for sure. I definitely remember that. And then, um, all right, so then after the, um, the one guy tapped out, eventually you moved and you ran into um, another tribe, right? Tell us that story. Yep. At this point, this it, this interaction it was that the finale, or if it wasn't the finale, it was the maybe the second to the last one they showed. Um, this point on is is the part that I liked the most. That was your, your guys' interaction is um, is the funniest part to me. Well, go ahead, tell tell that story. So, after a while, the location I was in, it wasn't I couldn't produce. If you don't produce, yeah, you got water, but it is a 40-day challenge, and you have to produce, you have to eat things to survive. So I said, okay, we're going to move. A move is at at least six miles at 125 degrees under sun is horrible. Sure. And you're stepping on thorns that is like two, three inches long, and it is a bitch to get them out. So it is not a, it's not something that you want to do often, but at that point for me to survive, I had to go. So I packed up my stuff, went to this other tribe's location and, um, you know, the tribe, I told, I told the tribe, you know what, I'm going to do, I've been doing this alone, so I'm going to continue being alone. And, uh, they wanted a kill. There was four people there. Uh, the dude didn't hunt. Yep. One of them had a shoulder problem, I think. The other female didn't, couldn't pull the bow because she wasn't strong enough or whatever. So they had only one hunt. And they had two spots, two blinds to hunt. And I said, you know what? I'll be there. Okay, I'll hunt. I'll go hunt. One of the days, I just couldn't wake up on time. And they start barking at me like, why weren't you where you're supposed to be? I'm like, you ain't the boss of me. I'll yep. go hunt whatever the fuck I want. You know, if you didn't see, and I have to go in front of their boma to get their uh, hunting spot. If you didn't see me going to this blind, why don't you get your fat ass up and you go, you didn't go and hunt yourself. Yeah. Right. All they did is bitch and bitch and bitch rather than getting up and doing something. And I'm like, you know what? You guys have this place. I'll go move. The move is a very risky business because one you don't know where the hell you're going two that's a long ass hike you're at the end of your limitations physically and it is tough so i'm like fuck it i'd rather do the hike take the risk do on my own rather than hearing people bitching and bitching and bitching so i said screw it i'm gone i moved it was a long pain in the ass hike I got there the next day, a 20-pound fish. I'm like, God, thank you. Because what I always tell myself, and I'm a life coach as a profession with my education. I tell people, you keep your heart clean. You get the hate, the anger, resentment, everything out of your heart. The love and God will find its way in. I'm looking up. I have a 20-pound fish, and all the other people are still bitching and not eating. I'm like, God. 
thank you. Thank you for showing me that if you don't bitch and if you get your ass up and work for it, you will make it. That's one of the things that I learned dearly at the last move. And that 20-pound fish was good enough all the way to the end the last day. It was it was great. Yep, and exactly. And like I said to the listeners, this this let me just stress this again. This show is designed to be not alone. And Bullet chose to be alone. And while and I obviously I'm watching it, you know, on the TV. So I see them bitching about you and all this stuff. And then the one lady came down and and the way you talked to her, you're like, whatever. It was so it was it was funny, but you like you weren't letting it phase her. But then the best part was is is when you went up there to tell them like, you're going to move on, they were almost pissed off because they wanted to banish you, but you're like, you can't banish me. I, I'm, I'm leaving. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I was, and, and then That was a little bit of a the weirdness because, one, I'm not even in, in their fucking tribe for exactly. them to banish me. That's one thing. Second thing, I went up to them, and I was really tired, and I – couldn't catch my breath. I said, just give me a second, 30 seconds. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something. And they said, they want to talk to me as well. I said, no problem. Just give me 30 seconds. I said, this cooperation between me and your group is not working. I'm out. I'm leaving. Yeah. Well, we were going to, we we're going to banish you. I said, didn't I say I'm just moving already? Like, what the hell are you saying, dude? <laughs> You're still bitching about me yeah. saying I'm leaving. Exactly, so, and that and that's when you started saying about the bitching, and I said, "Oh man," I said, "I got it." I I think right then and there, I found you like literally ten seconds later on Instagram, and I wrote to you. I said, "Man, we got to talk." I knew it right yeah. there. My son was sitting next to my fourteen-year-old. I said, "Man," I'm, and he's pumped up to hear about this. You know what I mean? So I told him about the show. So anyway, yeah, that was funny. So now you decide. And how many days when you left that tribe? How, um, how many days did you have left to complete the challenge when you decide to leave? I think we had six days, if that I'm sounds, not mistaken. Yeah, six days sounds about right. Yep. I mean, see, people have perception is a bitch. Okay. Sure. I, I was talking to an office manager. She is crying because her job is so hard, eight to five. And I said, look, woman, when I came to this country... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you my schedule. I was at the construction site at 5 a.m. in northern Utah where it snows 450 feet. Okay. Sure. I did that job until 4 o'clock in the afternoon. At 4, I went home, take a shower, ate something, went to a restaurant, washed dishes until midnight every fucking day. Yep. With four hours of sleep. And you're telling me your job is so difficult. And... I never bitched about what I had because I was grateful for what I have because I know there's somebody else out there who got it worse than I did. Exactly. There's always yeah. somebody worse than you did. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at her. I'm, I'm telling her, you know, there's single mothers who work three fucking jobs. They take a bus two hours each way to provide for their families. And you sit there in your air-conditioned fucking office and bitching. Really? Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Wow. That that's crazy. So, what? So the last six days, you said you got that. What'd you get? You got a fish, and you were good. And then I remember watching. So you had a at the at the end. How long was the final extraction? I know like, people don't know. The last day or so, they have a you have a map, and everyone meets. Well, usually it's just one or two people on the twenty one days, but 
Yeah. Um, if you make it, you walk to this big tree. How how long was that extraction point? Uh, of course. Yeah, we have a map, but the map doesn't have uh, a legend at the bottom of it. It tells sure. you, okay, everything is this many freaking miles. Sure. And it's out of scale. And we don't have clocks or anything. But I think we... I had to hike, I would say, at least seven hours. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Nothing about this show is easy. Nothing. And then, yeah, I mean, and again, you're naked, so you're in the elements. There's, you know, it rains, whatever happens, you got, you got to deal with it, you know? And then the other, the other, the other guys, what what, four made it to the end of that, of that tribe? Was it the four and then you, right? Yes, there was uh, three females and a male. So when you showed it's up, flat. the looks on their faces, they couldn't believe it. They, they, I, they, I guess they didn't think you made it, you know? And then, yeah. and, you know, with the TV showing it, you're walking up slow, and then you, you, um, you know, you said hi or, you know, you greeted them. And, and the, I, I could see there was a little tension. They didn't know what you were going to say. From, at least that's from the, a viewer's um, you know, perspective. I'm watching that. Now, I could see that they looked a little nervous, and you were, you know, you, I think you hugged or handshake, and, you know, you guys all made it, you know? Yeah, see, I, I, I gave them high fives, yep. and, I, and this is what I said to camera. Regardless who you are or what I think of you as a person, somebody finishing that 40-day challenge deserves respect. They earn that respect regardless if I don't respect them as a person. Exactly. So I gave them their high fives and I said, good job, because that is something very a few people in life. I don't think the number is not 40 people yet that could finish that challenge that ever finished it. Sure. So it is a one hell of an achievement. It's not, it's not something that anybody can get up and say, yeah, I'll do that. No, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you're, you're dealing with, I mean, you're dealing with the weather. You're dealing with food. You're dealing with danger. I mean, I've seen people, and even on this show, one guy left for depression. One guy left for constipation. I've seen people leave for injury. I mean, there's so many different aspects, you know, and then, you know, animals, snakes. I mean, it, it's it's definitely, I would imagine, way, way less than 1% of the world, like, would even even think about doing it, first of all. I watch it. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a pretty tough guy, but that that's not for me, man. That show, I, I couldn't, I'm just be real, I couldn't do it. I, first of all, I'll be real, I'm terrified of snakes. So that's, <laughs> that's, the first, that's the first point. That's my mom's fault. She had a phobia on them, but even, even at that, I mean, the rain and the, and the heat and, the, and all that other stuff, man. I mean, geez, it's man. What, what's enough for everybody? And if, if if this bullshit about zombie apocalypse ever happen, yeah, most of the people are screwed. Yeah, <laughs> you're right about that. You're right. It seems like your whole life you were training for this show. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, this is a this is you. You ever think about writing a book? Um, I've I been mean, approached with that idea. But right now, the, everything is so busy. I, sure. I am thinking about it. We'll see. The, yeah. I, I don't try to predict the future, but, you know, yeah. might happen. I would, I would buy that book. I mean, starting from, you know, one years old all the way to now. I mean, in, insane story. I mean, you can do a book just on the, 
on the on the challenges, but that wouldn't do your life justice. All the stuff that you you know, the stuff that you've you've done, and I mean, unreal. So, I mean, and my question is, what's what's next for you? You seem to be an extremely extremely one of the most driven people I ever meet. So I don't think you just you know you know go off in the wind. So what what do you what do you plan on doing next? Do you another challenge, something different, or what what do you got? Um, from the the reactions I get from the people, they love to watch me on TV. Yes. Yep. Uh, uh, a couple of people said maybe I should get into acting. Um, see, actors, people, they, they try to act as a tough guy in front of the camera because they can't be the tough guy in real life. Exactly. Tough guy in the real life. So what am yes. I going to go act like in front of a, in front of a movie set? That, that, that wouldn't fit in. So I would like to have my own show and bring joy to people because as a life coach, I teach people how to deal with problems. Sure. And majority of the problems is people's self-worth. They don't think they're, they're good enough to do it. And me having a show that will not only teach things, but also bring the humor and joy to the camera. I think that would be great. And I can reach millions of people at once. I, I could definitely see you in some type of, exactly. You don't need to be acting. You, you just be yourself. I could definitely see you in some kind of uh, reality show um, uh, for sure. You know what I mean? The, definitely. Because like I said, I've watched almost every episode in the last five, six years. And by far, and, and I've seen other people reacting, by far, you have to be the most popular on the show. And, and another thing, I know some friends that have been on different reality shows similar to this, but not in the survival world. And I know why they called you so quickly when you get off the plane. Yes, you're a badass. Yes, you have all the survival skills. But they know they struck gold with you. Because honestly, to be honest with you, I probably mm -hmm. I would have watched the XL eventually if you weren't on it. But I usually watch things that are reruns because, you know, whatever. You got time to watch it. I watched excel a real in real time when it came on because i was watching you you know what i mean so thank you because everyone else on the show i mean i mean everyone's you know they're all badasses they're all whether they make it one day 40 days 20 days very few have you know they're all the same people you know what i mean but you're definitely the most original entertaining thing so i think when they interviewed you they're like we need to get him on the show because i'm not the only one that was thinking the same thing i've been on your instagram page and people love you so i mean and, you know, you. that's why I wanted to get your story out there, too. And this is even a better story than I've read online. And you know what I mean? So, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I think I could definitely see you um, doing some spinoffs and getting some other opportunities because of this, you know. So, yeah, for sure, man. We wish you luck. It, I definitely see that. What I try to do in front of the camera is be me. Sure. I never, never worry about what other people think because – Opinions are like assholes. Everybody yep. got one. They all smell differently, so yes. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to please everybody. Yep. Like this lady was saying, oh, I wish he didn't kill the animal so brutally. And another fan said, get a grip, woman. Yep. He's trying yep. to fly. So I can't please everybody. So all I can do is be me. And that I'm good at being me. Oh, exactly. There's no, there's, that's authentic. It's authentic and it, and it shows, you know what I mean? And, and, and that's very true. 
Some people are saying, oh, don't kill it like that. I'm cheering for you. You know what I mean? So, and all my mm-hmm. listeners and the, the people that follow Quit Bitching um, Coalition, the clothing and the, and the, and, um, and the podcast, trust me, they're going to be under the same thing. They're, they're all like-minded, you know, they're going to love this episode. So yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I was very pumped. And, and when you wrote to me, I think I woke up in the morning. I said, Oh shoot, he wrote back, you know, I said, let's do it. You know what I mean? So, um, definitely, definitely, you definitely, uh, impressed me with uh, all this stuff. I mean, your life, I, I guess I have these notes here and wow. And also thank you for your service. A lot of our, um, people that follow our company, where our stuff are, we always want to thank the um, service members. You know what I mean? You guys are the heroes. You've been a hero, you know, a long time ago, you know, so definitely, appreciate, so definitely appreciate that. And I mean, we'd have to probably do another show. I know the things you did on the border with the border patrol, you guys are on the deserts and there's, you know, all types of, I mean, that's, I know I've talked to people about that in the past and I know that's a, a interesting job, you know, like you said, dealing with the drugs and all types of stuff. So that's, you know, that's a whole nother. Yeah, issue, I, you know? I definitely have a very uh, unusual life and it can continue to be unusual right now. I'm going to tell you what I do for fun. You ready? Okay. That's a good, that's, I would love to hear this. Go ahead. Uh, I have a Cessna 150. Yep. That I fly with. Whoa. I have, Hummelbird, this is another aircraft. I'm modifying the landing gear and I'm building a GP4. GP4 is an all wooden two seater aircraft that cruises at 250 miles an hour. Wow. And I'm building that from scratch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you need your own show, man. I mean, that's a whole other show. You, you have like 10 shows in one. You know what I mean? My God. Jesus. <laughs> wow you know it's not that i'm trying to be interesting it's just the things that interest are. me is different than most people yes well that's that's why i'm happy man i'm definitely gonna keep on following you They're definitely gonna keep in touch and if you ever make your way out to you ever been to dc i'm sure you have at some point right uh as a matter of fact i am about to do a entire u.s tour all right. Well, then, listen, do you, so, do you drink? Do you drink beer at all? Or you, you, you do I, no, I, I don't drink. I don't smoke weed. I don't do anything. I'm what they call boring. No, well, I don't know. You're building boring. it. You're, I don't know if you're boring building airplanes and all that. I don't think you're boring. Well, listen, we definitely – there's a lot of things to do here. We probably won't do anything survival-related, but when you come to D.C., let me know, man. We got to definitely got to hang out. Definitely do. Definitely. I – uh. I'm going to say a couple of things. I have a Facebook account, Instagram account, and a YouTube channel that I make videos that help people. There is a video about there about alcohol and um, drugs. If yes. you watch it, it will do you magic. One of my couple of favorite people's favorite videos that I made is racism 101. It talks about what exactly racism is in the core and how we can actually get rid of it. Second thing, the, the, the second video that is really popular is why I hate feminism. Sure. Okay. In a nutshell, feminism is supposed to be females being equal to males and believe it or not, in the United States, under the federal law, nobody has to give females the same equality as a male. 
-hmm. they failed to pass that law. So it's 20 freaking 20 and woman still has less rights than men. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Why does this word even exist? Sure, sure. So people can go in there. I tried to make the content according to what people desire. There's things about weight management, relationships, because this is what I teach on 101 to my clients. And I try to make the videos, 12-minute videos, most of the time, because nobody's going to sit there and watch a 48-minute doggone video on anything. So just give them highlights. Make the people think. If you can make the people think on the right subject, I think we can start to get places. Sure. I agree. That's a great point. Why don't you, before we go, list all, and, and, and you can text me when you get off here. I'm going to put it mm -hmm. in the description for the show, you know, and I'll send you the links and all that other stuff. But tell everyone your, your handles for Facebook, YouTube, and in Instagram, and then they can follow you on there if you want to just, you know, tell um, them real quick. Facebook and YouTube, it's my name, Bulent Gurkin, B-U-L-E-N-T-G-U-R-C-A-N. You can find me there. There's on the... Okay, I can't say that. Believe it or not, there's about 12 freaking people with my first name and last name in Turkey, and they all have accounts. I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram, it's barehanded killer. There's only gotcha. one barehanded killer. And one of the managers in LA, he said, you might want to change that because if you do make it big, nobody would want to buy a shampoo from a barehanded killer for their kids. <laughs> kids just hate that. I'm like, wow. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. I, I agree, man. I agree. But yeah, I'm that makes sense. But you know what? This is how people know me. This is how people enjoy me. So I'm going to let it be for now. If there is another show, different kind of show that I will be in that people would enjoy, it'll change in the future. But I, this is for you and all, everybody listening to this. You ready? Yep. Yesterday is gone. It, you can't change that shit. Yep. Tomorrow never comes. Your life is right now. Well, what like you it. do right now is going to matter. So get your ass up, quit bitching, work hard, so you will have a wonderful fucking life. I love it. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> That's words of Thanks. wisdom right there. And I'm going to, when I write that, I'm going to write that down. That was great. That was great. That was great, man. Wow. I mean, listen, we'll be rooting for you. I, I, I fully expect whatever you decide that you want to do. I don't care what it is. You're going to do it. So whatever your goal is, it's, it's going to get accomplished one way or another. And I definitely think uh, the world would love to see you in a, in a, in a show. Um, full awesome. Time. Thank you so much. Definitely. Definitely. Well, listen, man, I'm going to, um, I'm going to close this off now and I definitely uh, keep in touch with me. I'm going to, I'm going to text you when we get off this anyway. And uh, okay. give me a call, but uh, we appreciate everything. And, um, you know, I'll get you the links and we'll go from there. But hey, thanks again, man. It's been great. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for everybody for listening. Oh, yeah. No problem. I'll talk to you real soon. Okay. All right, bye. Bye bye. We hope you enjoyed that show as much as we did. I definitely think you know why we were so excited to get Bullet on the show. Um, follow all his stuff, look out for him in the future. And if you came this far listening to the show, if you used the discount code BAREHANDEDKILLER, 
Spelled exactly how I said it. In all caps, you get 20% off. That's Bear Handed Killer. All right, thank you. Thanks for listening.